Dear listeners, thank you for tuning to listen to Pastor Biju John a great biblical truth unfolds from the epistle of 2 Peter. Apostle Peter says this, therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure, for if you do these things you will never stumble, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Pastor Biju John brings the great truth revealed through the Holy Spirit and challenges us to fruitful and ever alert in our walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. For if you do these things you will never stumble. If you are looking for spiritual insights more like this sermon, please log on to www.bijujohn.com. You are listening to Peter Biju John's radio show called Don't Live Ordinarily, But Extraordinarily and Supernaturally in Christ Jesus. Greetings to every one of you out there in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grateful to be in the company of great men and women of God. I have something the Lord have put in my heart to share with you, men of God. And therefore that I wanted to read, especially a scripture portion from the book of uh, Apostle St. Peter's writing in the second epistle, uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 10. Let me read it for you from the uh, old King James Version. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election. If you do these things, you shall never fall. I have another translation which is uh, uh, which is a very new translation called a TPT, the Passion Translation. For this reason, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited you to salvation and claimed you as his own. If you do these things, you will never stumble. What Apostle Peter was talking is about our calling, calling and election. Something which every Christian needs to make sure. All Christians need to make sure they are called of God. You know, there is something when we hear the call of God, many a times that we tend to look this way, call of God for a particular assignment or a particular ministry. You know, I called it to be a Bible teacher or I called it to be a pastor or even I called to be a prophet or any of the New Testament ministries that God had given to the New Testament church, the body of Christ. But here, Peter is not talking about a ministry, a particular ministry, but rather it is a general, universal call for the body of Christ. Yes, I said a general universal call for the body of Christ. There is a call particularly for the whole church. What is that call? You need to make sure that you are called of God and as a result you will never stumble or you will never fall. Have you wondered many times why many Christians cannot or why many are not achieving their destiny? Why many are not living a life fully pleasing to God. I have found this one. One of the reasons is they have not yet made sure of the call of God. Very unfortunate thing. You know, when many Christians do leave as if they are not into the great salvation, they are called to. Let me explain this passage. And if you look at this, uh, the structure of the language, the first word in verse 10, it says, for this reason, in English, for this reason, we 
naturally as the question for what reason you know when peter says for this reason a reader might ask for what reason if you wanted to answer the question for what reason peter will take you back to the passage you know in fact verse 10 is a concluding statement to a conclusion of a big truth peter was bringing it out so peter wanted you to take, go back to verses three onwards beginning from verses three onwards to find out what are all those reasons if you have made your calling sure you will be a successful person or you will not fail in your walk with god what are they come with me please read verse three of that chapter verse three of second peter chapter one let me read everything we could ever need of life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power for all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness please listen with me carefully in the passage we have read in verse 3 you might have noticed couple of verses there one of them is called us who called us you know christ is called us by the experience of knowing him we have experienced to christ or we have experienced of knowing christ what is our christian journey what is our christian life our christian life is knowing the son of god our christian life is knowing christ so when you have come to the experience of knowing god or knowing christ is he has called us as our by name he called us by name invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness but before that apostle peter have mentioned it this he have deposited something in our life he have deposited something precious in our life what is that the divine power you know if you read it in malayalam i don't know how many of you understand malayalam apostle peter talks about their jeevanam bhaktikum aavashyamayittulla deiva shaktiye nammade ullil pagadiri god have deposited in our lives the great divine power what is the divine power it is an ethereal power it is not the human power it is not something of the earthly but it is of the highest power as the bible as the scriptures talks to us the dynamis power the power which is incomparable of or which we cannot measure it by the human standards human standards cannot measure the divine power that is given or that is deposited in us how many of us understand that one by the call of god by a merely an invitation given to us participate with me or come and join with me by calling you by george james john biju or ramesh you know he has given us or deposited in our lives the divine power my brothers and sisters this morning or this evening you look at you look at the scripture you know the great power is deposited in you the divine power the ethereal power the power which originates in heaven as jesus said in acts chapter 1 verse 8 the divine power is deposited in us for life and godliness that means all and everything that you needed in this life everything 
you know us is everything we could ever need of life everything that we could ever need for life and godliness it's not only for godliness but even for life temporal and spiritual life everything that is deposited in our lives Paul Peter says already be deposited or oh, it is not something waiting to happen it is not something that you looking forward but rather it is deposited already in you it is already checked into your lives that's number that's in verse three so you need to keep that word the divine power by the call of god that you have received number one number two let me take you to verse four again peter is connecting that verse to verse three verse four beginning as a result of this what a result which is the result giving by by depositing the divine power within us and the call of god by our name as a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. So that through the power of this tremendous promise, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. Listen to me. You know, as a result of depositing divine power within us, we have been given great and precious promise beyond all prices so that the power of the tremendous promise you can experience partnership with the divine nature listen me listen me for a second the divine nature number one the divine power have been given to me by the call that i have received and number two the divine nature i've been invited to partner with the divine nature these two things listen when we read god's word we need you know if you are familiar with if you are a linguistic student if you understand the language any language malayalam hindi or even english when you read it when you read the structure of the language you know we get more insight to god's word that you know for all of my life you know, I am encouraged or I am thrilled to learn the languages. Now, you know, when I read the Bible, you know, it gives me insights. My, you know, my, there's a goosebump within, within my heart or within, within my belly now. You know, I've been invited. Listen, what, what Peter says, I am invited. Invited for what? To the divine nature. But in verse 3, we read it that deposited divine power. So, depositing divine power and in inviting to the divine nature both are two different actions one is deposited without my action without any of my kind of action or without any step that i take it it is already deposited it is deposited into my heart the divine power but whereas participating in the divine nature it is your requirement it is a requirement of each christian or it is it is a part of each Christian Christian to participate in the divine nature. What is divine nature? God's nature. God's qualities. God's character. If divine power is not earthly power, if divine power is not human power, divine nature is not human nature. But rather, it is divine. It is ethereal. It is something out of the world. So, as a Christian, what is my Christian life? My Christian life is to walk a partnership with the divine nature. How many Christians out there know this truth? How many Christians know this one? 
you can be a core member without being Christ, without being a Christian. You can be even a preacher without knowing the divine nature or without having the divine nature. But your Christian life is this. As Peter said, you make your calling sure. It's not that you make your membership in the church. It is not make your partnership with a choir of the church or even, even, the, even the, in the committee and assembly. When you make sure your participation in the divine nature, that means you walk with God. You walk with God's qualities. You walk with the divine nature. You are the embodiment of God's divine character on this earth. In other words, we become the feet of God. We become the feet of Jesus. Our hands become the hands of Jesus. Our eyes become the eyes of Jesus. Our hearts will become the hearts of Jesus. On this earth, to my, my neighbor, to, to my church, to my fellow human beings. Who am I? As Apostle Paul says, it's no longer that I live. Christ liveth in me. That is Christian life. Christ living in us. The divine nature is that I'm participating. You know, the invitation that is given to me. I have been calling to participate. Participation is what? Peter says, we have been called into partnership with divine nature. Partnership. What is actually partnership? Partnerships are by equal, equal candidates. Equal candidates. There are, you know, partnership agreements between equal partners. Uh, marriage is, is a partnership by the husband and wife, by, by a boy and a girl. You know, equal covenant partnership. And then here, the partnership is between God and us. Or we are participating in the divine nature. Is there anything that we can compare us with God? Certainly not. We don't have it. We don't have, or we, we cannot compare us with anything that of God. God is sovereign, almighty. He's, you know, is not anything that we human, the man can compare to. But how come we or I and you are participating with God's divine nature or we are in partnership with divine nature? How could ever be that possible? That is only possible through a mediator. You know who that mediator is? That is Jesus Christ. There is a perfect example. There is a perfect example in the uh, Old Testament, the mercy seat. And if you looked at the mercy seat, uh, Kripasanam, the mercy seat, uh, that was the place where the people brought their sacrifice and the priest brought blood of the lamb of pigeon or even a goat and sprinkled over the mercy seat. But if you look at the mercy seat on the either side, there is there, there are one cherubs each looking down on the mercy seat. You know, it's a table. On either side, there is a cherub. And what are they looking? On what where are they focusing? The cherubs are they are looking down on the table. But when the blood have been brought on the table, when the blood have been brought on the table, the sin or the person who brought the offering or the sacrifice is forgiven or is even covered at least. Now I'm talking about in terms of the older testament. Here the cherubs standing on the either side of the table are looking down when what are they looking down or what are they focusing on they are not barely seeing a table a wooden table but rather they see the blood of the lamb 
or they see the blood something sacrificed instead of the sinner the cherubs they are representing the holiness of god you find them in the garden of eden you know with the sword they stand the entrance into the garden of eden the fallen man Adam and Eve, when they were chased out of the Garden of Eden, God had placed God's mighty cherubs at the entrance so that the fallen man would not enter into the garden again and eat from the fruit of the tree of life. So God had kept the garden safe from a fallen creature, a fallen man. So cherubs represent the holiness of God. And again, you, you read them in the book of Isaiah, the cherubs, they sing God's holiness, holy, holy, holy. They're representing God. Now, on the mercy seat, they are representing God's holiness. When they represent God's holiness, we fallen men, we cannot approach God. But now, when God look into our lives as fallen men, God is not looking directly to us. But rather, God is looking into our lives through a transparent look. What is the transparency? That is through the cross of Jesus Christ. The cross. And through the cross, when God looks into our lives, there, God doesn't see a remish. God doesn't see a bitches. God doesn't see a joy. God doesn't see a Matthew there. But God sees his only son there when he sees his only son there the sacrifice he made on the cross how are we made a partnership with god how are we made a partnership in the divine nature it is through christ it's a great passage you know i could go on and expound it for an hour but since we don't have the time let me go ahead now coming back to the passage we have read here number two things that we have learned number one God had deposited in our lives the divine power. Number two, he called us, invited us to participate our partnership with his divine nature. Then again, in verse five, Peter again continues here. So, devote yourselves, you know, Peter is connecting again the language, you know, verse three and verse four is connecting to verse five. So, devote yourselves to lavishly supplementing your faith into goodness and your goodness to understanding and to understanding all the strengths of self-control to self-control and patience endurance and to patience endurance godliness and godliness mercy towards your brotherly uh, brothers and sisters and to mercy towards our others unending love which is five to six five six and seven you know these are the virtues of every christian habit so he begins it here so devote yourselves because you have been called, you have been called to participate in the divine nature. You are called to exhibit divine nature. You are called to live as Christ lived on this earth. Therefore, begins with the faith. And where is the ending? With all the virtues, Apostle Peter says, goodness, understanding, self-control, patience, you know, godliness, godliness to brotherly kindness and mercy and then finally where does he come to and put the put the full stop love let me ask it where it began faith peter says added to faith the beginning is faith and where is he calling to coming to an end love if i say 
our christian life is a walk from faith to love oru christian life inde christian jeevithathinte aaga journey ennu parayunnathu walking from faith to love our christian life and christian journey is you begin in faith and you complete in love faith is everything anything and everything that we we began with you know we are christians not because that we have a privilege or we are born in a christian home we are christians not because that we are we have a family name you know our families could give us beautiful names but we are not christians by that it all began with the faith on lord jesus then everything keep on adding it lavishly supplementing supplement it supplement your faith with the next thing goodness and your goodness understand it. you know i can go on expand but i'm not going to explain those things that is not the point that i am coming to but it is from faith to love it is like each room it's like a big mansion you know the mansion has got many rooms you are entered into faith do not stop there move it to the next room and move on to the next room and next room and then finally coming to love what is love the bible says the love god is love is there anything that we can grow further than that definitely not we cannot grow further than our lord so our own work all christian work is beginning in faith you are called to be mature you are called to be growing you are called to be adding to your faith you are called to be supplementing lavishly supplementing you are called to be expanding to your faith and then finally you come to the room of love where you are in perfect harmony with the divine nature getting into the perfect harmony with the divine nature okay let me take you to verse 8 pastor peter since these virtues are already planted deep within you possess them in abundant supply they will keep you from being inactive fruitless in pursuit of knowing jesus more intimate what is the possibilities because these virtues are in you these virtues are coming to you because the divine power and the divine nature and these are abundantly kept within you you will never be inactive or fruitless what is it a christian can never be fruitless a christian can never be inactive a christian can never be unproductive a christian needs to be always productive what is peter says fruitlessness that is something which is bothering the body of christ not able to produce fruit not able to be active in the pursuit of knowing christ we are all in the pursuit of knowing christ we are all in the pursuit of our knowledge expanding about jesus we can ever ever stop growing we can never ever stop knowing christ you look at the experience of the great apostle paul when he was talking to the church at philippians the letter to the philippians was one of the last letters of paul not the last but one of the last letters a prison epistle while he was in rome in the prison in chapter 3 verse 10 you need to underline that passage in chapter 3 verse 10 apostle paul says philippians chapter 3 verse 10 that i may know him oh, a man who is on the death row the nero's sword was over his head a man who almost lived a quarter of a century 
a man who lived more than 13 letters for the New Testament church a man who worldly traveled to establish God's kingdom on this earth a man the great one of the greatest preachers of the New Testament greatest teachers of the New Testament a man who was instrumental in bringing many into faith and nurturing many into leadership of the New Testament church and towards the end of his life his desire is still this one I may know Jesus a man who had a great vision he, 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 you read about Paul's experiences of you know the heavenly visions even he says that he, he went into the third heaven no, the seed of God in you know he says I don't know whether that I heard it bodily or otherwise such a great experience man who were taught by Jesus himself in book of Galatians I did I was not taught of of any man I was taught of Christ himself you know he says toward the end of his life knowing him knowing Jesus brothers and sisters we can never stop we can never stop growing in Jesus or knowing Jesus verse 9 but if anyone of you lack these things, you know, again connecting, if you lack these things, what are they? Those virtues by given the divine power or participating in the divine nature. So if you lack these things, he's a blind man, constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our own faith and forgetting his innocence for his past sins have been washed away. That is what Peter says that if you love these things, he's blind, he's short-sighted. And then most importantly, he has forgotten his past sins are forgiven. These three things are happening. These three things are the after effect of not making their call on the election sure. Number one is blindness. You know, you can, you can, you can, you can have your physical eyes open, but you can, you can keep your inner eyes closed. And number two, short-sightedness. You know what is short-sightedness? We know that many of us have, many of us have glasses on our eyes. Why do we have it? Because we are short-sighted. We cannot see which is far off. I am talking in terms of earthly things, but spiritually, many are short-sighted. Many only can see where their hands can touch. Many only can see where their eyesight or vision will go. They cannot see further than that. They are living in their own little world, in their own earthly cocoon, in all the little things. My brothers and sisters, when we live in our cocoons, we cannot fly into the higher, just like a butterfly. When the butterfly, and when it is in the cocoon, it will never fly. But once it comes out of it, it arises, you know, it, it spread wings and it can fly. It can take up, mount up and high, and it can fly. Or as little. You know, when it wings are coming it up, it will fly. That is a Christian. But whereas a Christian can be by name, but he can be blind, and he can be short-sighted. And number three, or he has forgotten his past sins are forgiven. That is the most dangerous thing. I am afraid of this one. You know what it is? Being in church, but forgetting his past sins are forgiven. Many a time that we act as if our sins are not forgiven. Or many a time that as 
we act as if we live still in our old self but if you are called to participate in the divine nature your old self is crucified with christ if you are called into partnership with god's nature you cannot forget for even a second your sins are forgiven brothers and sisters wherever you live listen me today whatever vocations of life you are whether you are a pastor or a teacher or a student or you do any work listen me in verse 10 for this reason now you understand this reason this reason make you calling my brothers and sisters make you calling in election sure let me conclude with reading just reading passage 11 as a result that's the end result of making of a calling and election sure the kingdom gates will widely open to you as god choreographs your triumphant entrance into the eternal kingdom of our lord and savior jesus christ the messiah hallelujah what apostle peter says we have a glorious entrance that is waiting god choreographs our triumphant entry my brothers and sisters your entry is choreographed a triumphal entry i say many times this one you know we can be very ordinary in heaven and at the same time that we can be triumphant in heaven if you have accepted genuinely you will definitely be in heaven but at the same time if you have lived a triumphant life on this earth you have a triumphant entry into heaven when peter was saying this one peter was in almost in rome he was looking at the soldiers coming from the foreign land coming from the land where they have conquered lands of the other side you know the king himself the emperor himself will be adorning the city of rome as the the contingent the army the general marching into the city you can see the both sides the roman citizens coming and cheering the coming of their victorious army and with the palms and the and the glittering and the glory of the rome is decorated to wait there not the fallen heroes but the victorious heroes as they enter the roman city now peter is visualizing his own entry into heaven his own entry or the entry of every christian into heaven when they come at the gate the thousands of angels decorating the pathway putting a red carpet for a christian as he entered into the eternal kingdom of god a triumphal entry god choreographs god comes down to make sure that my son and my child when he comes and you can see a real picture when in the book of acts when stephen was stoned this man he looked into heaven stephen he looked into heaven No he saw an open heaven there Jesus stood up Jesus stood up his savior his master stood up why Stephen was almost entering into that place Brothers, let me pray with you this morning our lives we live ordinarily here on this earth we live very simple or unknown nobody recognizes or no no importance of life you may not even have a great ministry but whether you are a pastor or a deacon or a, or, or a church or elder or, or, or even a prophet or even a worship leader those things are important to us but more than that 
we need to make our calling sure. Our calling is, is to participate in the divine nature. Participate in God's character, God's nature. When you do that, even if we don't perform miracles on this earth, even if we don't pastor a thousand member church, no problem. But if I can participate in the divine nature, God's divine nature, I am more than a conqueror here on this earth. God bless you.